Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. And since it's Thursday, you know it. We've got Sadia Osmani joining us for our Thursday chinwag. Hello, Sadia. Great Hello. to see you. Good afternoon and good morning from London. Good morning to you. <laughs> we are live on Facebook, by the way. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. Now, for those of you who are keen listeners and avid listeners of the 123 Show and fans of Sadia, you'll know that she is currently in the UK, in London, and had to endure the sort of self-imposed isolation. And the reason uh, Sadia was there was because she had to have a, a, a foot surgery. Um, and today, this is what today will be all about. You'll be sharing with us some post-surgery uh, foot care and why we need to look after our feet better. First of all, how are you feeling, Sadia? You're looking well? I'm looking well, power of makeup as well. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm looking absolutely well. And actually, I I can't believe it. I am actually feeling great. Um, no problem whatsoever. I had done quite a lot of research into this and I really was going into it thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to have so much pain. It's going to be really terrible and everything. But actually, I've been okay. And I think... Um, you know, I'm very lucky that I haven't had too much pain. And I think, you know, it's also perhaps uh, a lot to do with care and probably a very good surgeon. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but just being very careful after having surgery, I think that applies to anyone really who has any form of surgery at all. It's the post-operative that is so important, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I had this um, procedure which, you know, we've kind of talked about foot care and things like that. But basically what it was, and the technical term is called hallux valgus. And um, that basically means bunions, right? So, so I had sort of bunion surgery, which was a little bit more sort of complex and severe because mine had developed and, and some deformities taking place in the bones and things like that. Oh, but, that sounds um, so painful. Because yeah, let's I, give us the backstory. It was very painful. I remember seeing you in the studio and you coming in what, before the COVID restrictions. It was painful for you to even walk on your feet. Yeah, it was getting painful, and I have it actually in both feet. And it's something that, um, you know, uh, the condition, the reason that you, lots of people have it is it can, it is hereditary. So, so I certainly know that my father has it, and, you know, I think potentially my brothers and sisters could have it, but then it might just be that something maybe with me has aggravated it and made it worse. So I think if you're potentially able, if you, if you have the potential to have it through hereditary it might be sort of emphasized a bit more if you're not careful as you grow up and things like that you don't so wear really, high heels though because oh, i've heard I don't high, wear heels high heels make them worse yeah you don't wear high heels high heels and very narrow shoes and i think just general foot care i think we're all quite um you know where we if we think about it the amount of time we spend on our feet all day, you know, as as adults, as as children, you know, our feet are so important because they are taking our whole body weight. And I remember Cruzanne doing uh, the audio talk on it once, and she was talking about the foot, and and you know, I couldn't believe that you know there are 26 bones, 33 joints, over 100 muscles, tendons, and ligaments in your feet. And when I was looking at some of the statistics just to do with this particular condition, sometimes up to percent of older adults actually have a foot disorder and research has shown that 23 percent of people aged 18 to 65 and 36 percent older than 65 have bunions 
you know. And the bunion is basically that kind of um, the bony thing at the base of your big toe, which kind of grows on the side. Sort of, yeah. On the, and then it becomes quite uncomfortable to walk, but it also then kind of affects your other toes because of the way that you're walking because of that. Um, and then pressure is put in different parts. So your whole way of walking can change. And then that affects other bones and it can create. You might have this because you might have something like rheumatoid arthritis and things like that. But I was quite surprised as to how common it is. And I think, you know, certainly good foot care generally in any time of your life is very important. And also, you know, from from the word go with children, for instance, I know that, you know, as children, we're all, with children, we're always quite careful about, oh, make sure they're not wearing tight shoes, make sure it's giving them enough space to move. So it's really good just to develop those good habits right from the start. So I had the surgery and I had it exactly a week ago. And nice. um and it was, I was really expecting that I was going to go through a lot of pain. I've got lots of painkillers and things like that. Um, but I was, I've been okay, thank goodness. And, um, but I have not been able to put my feet on, uh, my foot on the ground. I cannot put any weight on it. Oh, so you haven't started um, walking yet? I've got crutches and they taught me how to use the crutches as soon after my operation. I was only actually in for the day, so it's actually just like a, a day you have to be there. And they give you a quick physio after you've had the operation where you, you do stand up and you have to walk across the corridor and things with crutches. And I've never, you know, we, we always see people with crutches and we never really thought about how do you walk with these things, you know. But there's this kind of method where you use a triangle in it and then you have a triangle shape, like you basically, your your foot is in one place and then the crutches are in uh, parallel in front of you so you see a little triangle so you have to keep that in your mind that's what the physio said to me and said okay just remember triangle so I've been hobbling around the house um, ever since and I'm here the reason I came to London to do it was because I have my daughter here as well but um, you know I'm in a situation where I think okay how am I going to get back to Hong Kong but I'm not thinking about it at the moment of course but, yeah, I mean, so, why did you have to travel to the UK for the for this particular surgery because it was so complicated well, no, it was a number of reasons. I think partly because it was um, in Hong Kong, I needed the support um, and I didn't think that I would be able to get that kind of support from from my husband or my son who's there at the moment because they're all busy and things like that. If they're like listening that. now, they're going to they're gonna be missing out on your cooking. <laughs> yeah, but I managed to get somebody to help cooking in the house anyway. But, but so, so that was part of the reason. It was also, to tell you the truth, it was quite pricey in Hong Kong to do it as well. Mm. But also because I have my daughter in um, London and she took some time off and she's been looking after me. So I think if anyone is really contemplating surgery like this, you have to understand that, you, you know, certainly for the first few weeks, you really do need to have somebody around because you are you you know you realize then just what it is like to have a disability and where you cannot just just general very simple tasks can be quite difficult for you to do and you know i've just i've had i've not tackled any stairs since i've come and i've just i'm in my living room sofa here and uh, i've just been sleeping here and stuff so i think it kind of gives you an insight as to one how how you can get around and the the sort of uh you know the difficulties of moving from here to there and balancing and things like that 
it'll um, also make you rethink how your house will be structured. You know, I, I've often thought, you know, absolutely. when I ret- one day when I retire, I- I'll probably have a house without any stairs. I've always had this fantasy of having multiple layers in a big house. But the truth is, when you're a bit old and maybe not as mobile, it's probably easier if you have um, one one level. But then again, who has that kind of massive space for land? I don't know, but it's something absolutely. worth thinking about. Has it sort of made you think absolutely. about renovating your house, having it one floor only, Sadia? Yeah, and, it, and it's funny, you know, because, um, you know, we don't think about things like that. Yeah. We don't think about things, and, and we may have parents who are with us, and, you know, as those parents get older, you know, then you need to be thinking about those things now because, you know, those things need investment, like where you live or how you're going to live. And as you said, like if you're going to avoid stairs. And I think, you know, at some point or another, you know, considering that the, the statistics for this are quite high in terms of people having problems with their feet and things like that, um, it's really worth thinking about that actually to avoid stairs, to have, uh, you know, in Hong Kong, I suppose it's not as easy to to think about that because we are talking about, you know, okay, if you've got a flat and thing, that's good, but then make sure that the place that you live in has got a lift. A majority of Hong Kong places do, but generally, you know, it's quite hard as you get older, you know, to, to be able to tackle those things. But I think the whole persona, I think the whole thing that you need to think about when you're having any form of surgery is just preparing yourself mentally and physically, making sure that everything like before I had it we almost like did a little recce in the house and thought okay you know if I'm not able to move I need to have all these things in front of me I need to have this I need to have access to this Netflix is right at your fingertips absolutely oh my goodness (laughs) I tell you I've just started the crown (laughs) and I thought hey listen I'm sitting in the U and what better I need to start watching the crowd and the kettle is right there for your cup of tea Absolutely, Uh, you know and Netflix seriously has been uh, an amazing thing for me to be able to watch and and I think Korean dramas have really kind of helped in my recovery process Korean dramas are the best I think we're going to to talk about this next week can we I've only just started you know I'm so late onto this train all my friends have been watching Korean dramas for I don't know the past 10 years and they're now watching Thai dramas and I'm only getting started on current. Oh, oh those oh. bars they're really. Uh, but that's yeah, a topic well, for gonna, another day. Uh, that's, a t- that's a topic <laughs> for next week. We'll talk about those because it's quite interesting. You know, I've figured out that I've, I've watched so many of them that I thought, all right, well, I'll tell you about that next week anyway. Sadia, but, let's so back I'm up still... a little bit. I want to talk yeah. a little bit about your surgery. I mean, you did. A, I remember talking to you and you did a lot of research uh, about it. Was it painful I- in the end, the, the procedure? And because the thing with Bunyan is, as you mentioned just now, it's the bone sort of at the base of your big toe really sticking out. Is it now it can't be completely straight because then you still need the shape um, of the feet. How has it changed? Well, yeah. Well, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh. I've got a big, I've got a big bandage on it right now and a, and a black back slab, which is a kind of a hard plaster slab with a splint in it at the back ah. of my leg. And so this plaster is coming right from my foot, right to my knee, just under my knee. Um, so I am due to see my surgeon on Tuesday, 
and he is then going to remove some of the stitch so I will actually then get to see my foot to see what it looks like but basically what happens during the surgery is um, your now I, I, you know I hope my surgeon doesn't hear this because he's going to think what is she talking about um, but basically what they do is they 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 cut the bone that is sticking out and they almost turn your toe around to make it straight and then they put screws and plates and things into your foot so at this moment when i mean soon after my surgery when my my surgeon came in and, and told me and said look everything went really well and you have got now five screws in your foot and a plate you know a metal oh really plate, which wow is, it'll which be is, It'll be interesting when you go through the metal detectors in the airport. That's what everyone keeps saying. To me. <laughs> Sorry, it's going to buzz. So I'm going to have to check. With them. I'm going to have to check. Oh no, it's in my it's in my foot. Like, yeah. You know. Um, so I so so that what they do is they trim the bone and stuff. They turn it around, and they're basically making your foot, making your your big toes go straight because it's actually it's almost like if you have your two feet together, then they will look like that because both of your both of your big toes are actually angled off. like this. Yeah. yeah. So it was bent. So now basically one of them is going to be like this. My other one still needs attention. But I've been told I have to wait another year or so before that happens. So now hopefully this one should be reasonably straight. Ah, um, were you expecting to do both feet at the same time? Or was it always I the was, one? I, I was thinking of it. But I think um, it's pretty dangerous to do that. It's It's not really helping you at all. Um, I think you have to be quite careful because then what happens is that you can't right walk now because I've had all. one, yeah. then a lot of pressure. Yeah, I can't walk, and I'm I'm basically jumping on the other foot when I don't have my my crutch. You know, so so much weight, then your entire body weight goes onto the other foot. Um, so it's a bit risky. I think if you were having just just minor sort of so severe then I think you can get away with with that because the the whole repair afterwards is a little bit quicker but here because I've had a little bit more complex surgery because I had problems on the other side of my foot and on the top of my foot um, it was a bit too risky and he said clearly that no you should wait at least like six months to a year because so much weight goes on the other foot but you know this is I, I'm quite amazed you know this is quite sort of common this is common people do have problems with their feet and I'm sure quite a few listeners or you know people watching right now um, have gone through it you know and there are different ways of, of tackling this you could I tried for four years to um, wear orthotics and you know so insoles that were there to give my foot some 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 support um, and you know you can try by wearing your shoes you can try by all sorts of things the end situation is that if you can't manage it and your pain is really quite bad then surgery is the solution you know but I think one thing that surgeons and anyone involved in this area does highlight over and over again is that people should not go for this if it's purely cosmetic because I think sometimes especially probably women because of the fact that we like to wear nice shoes and we like to wear whatever that we think okay you know I may not be having much pain but it looks pretty ugly type thing Sadia you know, just move your mic a little bit away from your 
clothes. I think it's just oh, yeah. Okay, that's better. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. So so I think we must not. Um, people must not. We you know certainly women must not focus on the cosmetic side of things to have a surgery like this, because um, it's really not. It's all about. It is about pain and it is about relieving that pain. So don't ever please go into this purely because you think oh I want my feet to look nice when I wear sandals. It's not worth it. If you um if you are okay and you're fine then you know don't do don't do that and i think a lot of the surgeons probably do uh, you know they do they do highlight this right from the start that listen this is not about just making your foot pretty it's about or making it kind of more presentable as such but it's about pain it's about pain relief because it is quite um generally it is quite a painful procedure because you know if if anyone's having bones cut or anything like that then then naturally it's going to be very difficult and, and painful so um you know i think i've i've just i've just been very lucky to tell you the truth um that i haven't had too much pain i've kind of like thought you know i i talked to my surgeon a few days after the surgery and he said oh how's your pain relief and i said oh i've been absolutely fine and then he said well i did give you a nerve blocker and um you know it might wear off soon so i got petrified and i thought oh, i better take something a um, nerve blocker goodness. wow yeah because obviously when they're doing major surgery like this then they may give you something which is gonna you know part the anesthesia type thing which is going to keep you okay for a certain amount of time so you like don't an feel anesthetic. too much pain yeah. and it was and, a yeah, local it anesthetic was it a local no I had a general oh wow I had a general so it's a, you know it's quite that's quite uh, it's a, that's sort of fun part of it in a way I just think it's quite nice because you know when you're having this general anesthetic they say to you okay so tell me you know what have you been doing and then you're chatting away and they say think of something nice and then in that moment where you're thinking something nice you go mm. <laughs> and, then, and, then you and you wake, wake up, up and, and it's like and you're, it's you're a- kind of groggy when you wake up and your speech is slurring a little bit and uh you know just like, is it finished is it done? And you think, yeah it's sorted so uh, that's that's the miracle of it all that if you can seriously be put to sleep while you do it it's better and i think it is that type of operation it might be a bit traumatic although i have heard of you know people who've had um knee replacements and things oh, wow. like that yeah. where they are awake and they have it through a spinal or you know they have they're actually awake they can feel the tugging and things like that. there's no pain but i think i would find that so traumatic if i had to sort of be awake you know, for you can, it you can have a cesarean you can have a cesarean and you can actually have a screen in front of you and it's all going on and you're awake things like that but um something like this where there might be noises of something being sore <laughs> cut up and so I think no I don't think so. so so it's been an interesting experience and seriously I've learned a lot from it and I've learned a lot about myself too that I think you know half of it too is you've really got to psychologically be prepared and know that you're going to have pain and things like that and and just bear with it and also other people are worried around you my husband's sitting in hong kong my son is in hong kong and so you know i don't want to make them worry any more than they need to worry sadia we've got so a couple much. of minutes before the 2:30 news if you're able to i'd love for you to sort of stay on a, a little bit more because we we haven't really talked about the post foot care um which i'm sure many of us are very curious about the techniques that you learned along the way and you know just at the beginning of this uh 
um, Chinwag, you, you mentioned just now that the feet are so important and we don't really pay so much attention to it. It really bears the whole body weight. It takes us from places yeah. to places and sometimes we we really should look after it better. And, and I know I'm certainly guilty of, you know, in, in my younger years of wearing really... Uh, terrible footwear and you don't really pay attention to it you know wearing high heels or I suppose if if you if if you're a gentleman then you know you still have to sometimes wear very slim fitting shoes um, ones that sort of move your toes together and these are things that we don't really pay attention to Oh, no. And I think, you know, the other thing is, is that something, you know, I'm no specialist in this area, or anything like that, but I think um, the attention that we pay to the type of footwear, like if we're going out jogging or if we're doing exercises, then are we really wearing right footwear? Are we really wearing stuff that is going to our our bones and our feet, you know, as we're walking, because I think the mistake quite few people make, and I may have done it. I used to do. I used to live in Scotland, and I used to climb up Arthur's Seat oh, all the time, beautiful. and I was a real. I used but, I used to enjoy climbing in proper up. Shoes? But then, but you know, I had. I thought I had proper shoes on. You know, I was wearing sportive things, but I have a feeling that sometimes maybe you know I needed more. It needed more attention, especially if I was prone to have something like this. You know, where I knew that that was, and I didn't realize it was hereditary. So I think education um, to understand, like it wouldn't be a bad thing, certainly, you know, as kids are growing up or just as adults, that we learn a little bit more about these these things, you know, our body and how to look after certain certain parts of our body. Because, you know, these, you know, your feet, your teeth, your eyes, everything are going to take you through your whole life. Like, you know, and your feet particularly, like, the whole thing of staying active at whatever age like that's the reason I did this because I felt like if I don't stay active now and if this gets worse then yeah. it's just going to get worse right Sadia we've got a break for the 2.30 news let's return to sort of more uh, post-surgery foot care uh, after that a quick look at the weather forecast uh, for this afternoon and tonight fine and dry moderate to fresh easterly winds right now the air temperature is at 22 degrees celsius and the relative humidity at 53 percent Welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Thursday afternoon. And we've got Sadia Osmani, who's with us for this week's Thursday Chinwag. And Sadia is sharing her story of post-surgery foot care, where she had a rather complicated version of the bunion surgery. But now she is um, alive and kicking, uh, lived to tell the tale. (laughs) I'll be kicking soon, I think, you know. (laughs) Alive, but not yet kicking. (laughs) But you, you sort of went into thinking that you'll have both feet done I'm kind of relieved that you only had the one foot done because if you had both feet done you wouldn't be able to walk around at all so how long is it and right now you're you've had surgery post one week um you're not able to walk around just yet except for with crutches when can you take the bandages off your your foot Well, I'm due. I kind of missed the look of your um, question there because it suddenly disappeared in my ears. But I'm due to like my bandages have been on. It's been I had my surgery last Wednesday, um, and so really it's been exactly a week now. And ever since I had it, I've had, as I said, a back slab on my foot, which is a, a more of a softer bandage. It's not. It's not like a solid plaster one all the way through. It's just at the back where it's solid, um, and I think the reason it's soft is because your your foot um, 
uh, you know, after this kind of quite invasive surgery, your foot is going to swell up and and get uncomfortable. So obviously that allows for it to spread out a little bit. Um, So I was really told to keep a complete weight off it all the time, you know, for certainly the first four or five days. But I've just really kept weight off it completely. I I didn't want to take a risk of putting my foot down. So when I walk around, like as I said, you know, I had this um, little crash course literally um, uh, on my crutches to understand how to use crutches because I've never really thought about, you know, I've seen people use crutches, but, you know, you don't think about it until you actually have to do it yourself. And, 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 you know, anyone, I think, you know, the whole thing of mobility and you realize actually I've got to think twice like I've not now because of social isolation because of the lockdown here in UK I've really since I came here on the 26th of January I have been isolated completely I've not gone out anywhere I only went out to have my COVID test before the operation and then to go in and go and have my operation but ever since then I've not stepped out of the house I've had to walk anywhere it's just really surviving in the house and walking around but you realize then that just general general things that you do every day you 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 have to think twice about them mm. just going to the bathroom i haven't been able to have a shower because i'm too scared to get in and then because the dressing is soft uh, you have to cover it up completely but as i said like on tuesday i am due to go in and see my surgeon and i think he's going to do a scan to see how um it's looking now and he's going to remove the stitches and then i after that i'll be put into a um an air boot which sounds very but it, it, you know I have to see what it looks like if you google it you can see it's kind of kind of a hefty plasticky thing with supports and things like that so I will be in an air boot so then and that is designed in such a way that it has a bit of a heel so that you can put a bit of weight on it but it not not too much weight goes on it you know you're not still working on your foot too much so then how that long I, will you I'm be on. in the air boot for for about three to four I think about three to four weeks although you can start to walk a little bit but with it and supports of crutches but you know when i had said that but I you can take off the back, air boot when you're asleep it's only I when you're so. walking around yes okay. yeah i haven't had all the info on that as yet but yeah i think you can take it off when you go to sleep and things but if you're certainly getting up or doing anything you still have to use your crutches and you still have to use it as you're walking around um but i think you know my my surgeon had said to me that you know because i'd said i would try and go back to hong kong by uh, by the beginning of April and um, he had said to me that you know by then you should be able to get into trainers and but you know you probably just have to be careful things like that but I'm kind of oh, I, I hope feel you can that, get a flight back because uh, maybe this is a topic yeah. for another day but currently yes. you know a lot of UK people are stranded um yeah in the yeah. uk because they... I, this is a this is a topic that i will discuss as i get closer to that because it is it is a problem and i you think you can be creative um, and travel via dubai or oman i think a lot of people that's are doing what i'm that. doing oh that's what that's you're what doing. i'm thinking that's what i'm planning um it's interesting but that just means that i have i have a six-week um journey basically to to come back because that means that you have to do 21 days in one place uh, which is not so high risk 
and then another 21 days when you get back to Hong Kong to do quarantine. So I think, Chinwag, you will be following me throughout my quarantine <laughs> and, and maybe you'll keep me mentally and physically sane. You know, so, so I will certainly be reporting from quarantine whenever I get back to Hong Kong and things. So that's another thing. But I'm trying not to, you know, mentally, I'm trying not to get distressed by that. One at thing stage. at a time. Yeah. Finally, Sadia, do you have to, right now, do you have to sort of keep your feet elevated yes, um, and yes. not to have, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, right from the start, the moment that I have, once I had the operation, I was told to keep my feet elevated. So I was told that only five minutes in one hour was I able to put my foot down. So that was like using the crutches to go to the bathroom and things like that. But no more than five minutes, you just had to. So I've actually like, even when I sleep, I keep my foot slightly elevated. Throughout the day, I've just been uh, sitting on a sofa with my foot elevated. So I've been really sort of very disciplined and I've had to do that because, you know, um, I think the moment that you, like with anyone, if you're walking around too much and if you end up walking a lot, then your feet can swell up just naturally, you know, mm. you, you end up doing that. So obviously if you've got any kind of form of surgery done and things like that, then you've got to really take that that, you know, not put any weight on it at all. So I have to, had to keep it elevated. And now I think, I, I don't know what my instructions will be once I, once I get the foot into a boot and things like that. But, you know, it's only because I've been able to do it that I've had support. Like my daughter's been here and she's been doing everything for me and things like that. So before she goes to bed every night, she kind of says, have you got everything you need? And, and are you okay? And just ring this, just call me if there's any problem. So thank God, you know, I haven't had any problems of, of tripping over or doing anything like that. But I've been so cautious and so scared about it that you know you have to really be very careful afterwards yeah I it's think. so good and you're taking extra important. precaution because you know it sounds like the surgery went really well the last thing you want is to mess things up because of sort of um impatience and wanting to speed things yeah. up and, and just being and, and we all want to be uh more independent and we all sort of want to sort of rush through things but it's important that post-surgery you sort of take your time with the healing and not be on yeah. your feet and it sounds like you're doing that which is great Sadie. i'm getting some lovely meals for my daughter so it's great you know she's mm. feeding me food is important in all this you know just make sure but you know what you had to do actually is i had to change my diet a little bit because i knew i'd be sitting on my on my bum all day like you know so i kind of said to my daughter look let's 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 just not have any carbs. Let's just go for fruit. Let's go for lighter stuff, lots of vegetables, stuff that can help you repair, yeah. you know, those bones and things. So you have to actually think about those things. And, and you know, it's crazy because it takes an operation for you to, for, I mean, I'm quite careful generally with food anyway, but, but I'm saying for, for general people, just general anyone, it's, it's always like this a health think, scare. And will then... We think about those things. That's right. We should be thinking about those things just generally that actually let's get those fruit in so i've been very disciplined that you know i will i'll just have fruit and yogurt and stuff at a certain time but avoiding carbs a little bit having carbs at a time where i know that i'm going to work it off or so you have to you have to think about those things and i think it i think it's a good habit to adopt now 
that you know people when they go through surgery and all sorts they become very hypersensitive about everything and think oh I'm, I must be careful with this or I must be but you've got to keep it really you've mm. got to in order to maintain yourself you've got to try and make an effort and I think that's another thing that you learn I think all of these things are learning exercises and you do get a lot out of it mm. so who knows you know <laughs> oh Sadia thank you so much for so graciously sharing your journey with us and really really please um, on behalf of the listeners really wish you the best of luck with your with your Go recovery now. yeah <laughs> go back to bed and perhaps put, put keep your feet up and enjoy oh, it's up. netflix it's up. <laughs> yes thank you so much for your time today sadia and i look forward to more okay. chinwag with you next week thank you very much indeed thank you see you bye. then bye-bye